Hi there, my name is Erica Browning, and I am blown away by all the places your nursing degree can take you. Here, we showcase basic nurses doing some really cool things. My goal is to bring to you ideas, options, and inspiration. Think of this as a fun conversation with a friend where you laugh a ton and leave feeling encouraged and empowered. That nursing degree you worked so hard for is just the beginning. I'm here to show you what is possible. This is the Black Sheep Nurse Podcast. Hi, Stacey. Hi. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you on. And for reasons, well, let me just start over. I was excited to have you on before, but then when we were chatting before, I didn't realize you were a veteran or that you're in the Air Force. You're yes. a nurse in the Air Force right now. I am. I love veterans. I mean, I that yeah. might sound kind of weird to say because I am a veteran. Because <laughs> you are, and we love you too. You are epic. This is a big deal. It's a, it is a big deal. Yeah. All right. Okay. So today with us, I have Stacey Stagenga. I practiced yes. that. And Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, she is a nurse, a registered nurse. She has her bachelor's degree from University of South Alabama, and she is an Air Force veteran. She's going to tell us all about it, but she's a nurse in the Air Force now. And then how I found her was on Instagram because she, her Instagram is called invest for freedom. Is that right? Yes. Underscore RN, but yes, you'll find me with okay. that part. Invest for freedom underscore RN. And I, I hate when people say the word obsessed, but it's it's actually appropriate in this context with options. I'm mm -hmm. obsessed with options. Yes. Because they lead to freedom. Yes. A hundred percent. You won't feel trapped if you have money, investments, mm -hmm. other options besides feeling stuck in what you're doing. So yes, this I is why wait. I fangirled over your podcast so much because I was like the branding, everything just speaks to me on such a deep level. And also I do consider myself a black sheep. So I'm just like, Oh, this is so good. I love it. I, I feel I, maybe it's being a woman in the military. You can tell me how you think. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like you're on your own. You feel yes. like you're on a world on your own. And one thing I've never talked about, especially being in the Marines, there are very few women in the Marines. Yes. There are even fewer women that are officers in the Marines, which yes. is what I was. Yes. And I loved my time. I had a great experience. I had great leaders. I had great male leaders. I had great, yes. I had a great experience, but it could be lonely. Yeah, it sure can. And it leadership can. is, can be lonely. Yes. And I think Colin Powell, he was in the Air Force. Was Colin Powell Army or Air Force? I actually don't think, I don't remember that, that he was uh, Air Force. So maybe he was the Army. Army. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I, I remember, remember one of the quotes in one of our halls. It said by Colin Powell, leadership is lonely. Mm -hmm. And anyway, so gosh, I'm so excited to talk. Yes. To you. And okay. you're a baddie. If you can make it through Marine boot camp, I'm like, that's a big deal. Don't think I'm not going to tell your audience. <laughs> you're a big deal. Well, thanks. You're very sweet. Yeah. All right. So you, I always start out, where are you located and where are you from? Yeah. So that is a complicated question. Oh. Anybody that's in the military, this is a loaded question, but um, I currently reside in Denver, Colorado. I've been here for five years now, okay. uh, but I was born and raised in a small farm town right outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay. So you're mm -hmm. on a farm. Yeah. I grew up on a farm. That is oh my true. Goodness. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so you're in Denver now. Yep. So what got you into nursing in the first place? 
So it was actually the military. Um, so I joined the Air Force straight out of high school. I was 17. Um, really, the intention behind that was because I was the black sheep. I'm like, schools, schools for people that actually pay attention. I, I had no focus. The ADD was uh, onset early. Um, I, was, I just wanted to travel the world, do fun things. What is this sitting in a lecture hall business? So that's why I chose the military. Um, so joined straight out of high school at 17 and then went overseas after only a year and a half. Um, really epic experience, completely changed my life. Um, oh my talking goodness. about being alone, being mm -hmm. a minority is such a um, life-changing experience. Yeah. Um, so I was over in Turkey first. Um okay and learned a lot. But then through that experience of being overseas, it was like, well, I don't know what's next for me. I love the military. I felt very stagnant. I was enlisted at the time. So I made rank really quickly um, and just didn't feel that purpose. So I knew I wanted to go into medicine. The one big kudo I will give myself is that I actually shadowed an occupational therapist because I had a cousin that had a spinal cord injury mm. and seeing him being able to write again or drink or do these things was so impactful that I thought that's what I wanted to do and no shade against occupational therapists. But once I started following them, I was like, this is not what I want to do. <laughs> uh, so long story short, it scooched me over to nursing. I was like, this is it. We've got the adrenaline, we've got the demand, yada, yada. Um, so that's the route I went and enrolled in South Alabama's accelerated nursing program because I already had a bachelor's at that point. Okay. So were you still in the Air Force when you went to nursing school? I was in the reserves at that time. I still owed them time on my contract, if you will. Okay. There was a point after that where my time ended, but I was still, I got out of the Air Force as I was a nurse in that beginning stage. Okay. So what was your, just so everyone knows, an MOS mm -hmm. is a military occupational specialty. So when you first went in as a 17 year old, good gracious, mm -hmm. what was your MOS? Um, so I was actually a systems analyst and it's so fun that you asked that question because of the budget cuts from the war, um, cause I came in in 2004. So we were at the okay. heat of the war and yeah. all the money was going towards that. They actually eliminated my job. And so my entire reason that I was able to go to eight different duty stations in eight years, all four of them overseas, was because I my job was essentially eliminated and I did special duties. This is like unheard of in the military. Wow. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't for that, I don't know that I would have even made it in eight years, but um, systems analyst. So it was like techie, geeky things. I had no business being that. Like, what were they thinking? <laughs> Tell me the ASPAF is a pointless test without telling me it's a pointless test because, <laughs> y'all, I have too much personality for a computer. Like, no. This, this, she, this seems like a good fit for her. <laughs> so you mentioned, you said eight countries mm -hmm. in eight years. Eight bases. Eight I was, bases. Mm -hmm, okay. Eight and years. you mentioned Turkey. Where else? Yeah. So I went from, um, so I was at Scott Air Force Base in St. Louis first, PCS okay. to Inserlik in Turkey, okay. and then went to Aviano in Italy. And okay. then, mm -hmm, not mad about that one, uh, nope. deployed, went to Kuwait, um, went to Korea, 
and then came back stateside and was in um, Fort Walton Beach. And that's where I started the nursing school process. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So cool. Do you miss all that international travel? Are you still doing it? I still do it for myself. It is totally different. When you get to submerge yourself in a culture like that, it is next level. Um, So I really miss that. But um, having my freedom, as you can tell from my Instagram and (laughs) all of the things, freedom is a very strong core value of mine. And yes, people tell me often they don't understand how I made it as long as I did in the military. (laughs) I know, but I, what they teach you, Mm -hmm. that sort of discipline, because I was only in the Marines for four years and actually is about the same, well, not the same time. I went in 2001 after um, my first degree. So my first degree is in Spanish from Texas Tech University. Oh, so cool. And people are like, oh, what are you going to do with the Spanish degree? And I'm like, well, speak, obvi. And then <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait, I need to earn money. Yeah. And so I was going to do teaching. I was going to be a Spanish teacher. Well, my Spanish at the time, my Spanish now is actually better than it was back then. Oh, it was wow. mediocre at yeah. best. Yeah. And then, which that's fine. But I did uh, my student teaching and I'm like, Mm. hell no. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yes. No. I want to get out. I didn't want to go be a teacher in a small town in Texas, which that's totally fine. But I wanted to go. I wanted to get out. I wanted to have adventures. Yeah. And so my dad was a Navy corpsman actually in, uh, with the Marines in Vietnam. Yeah. And so so he had always talked about, even when I was in high school, he's like, Erica, you should go into the Marines. I'm like, Oh dad, Mm -hmm. that is so dumb. Yeah. Of course. And then I'm coming back around five years later, which I found myself doing many times with my dad coming back around and being like, Oh, you were right. Yes. And so, um, I said, dad, I want to do this. And he said, yeah, I bet you do. I was right. (laughs) supportive but anyway that was 2001 and then I got out in 2005 and it wasn't the thick of it I went to Iraq in 2004 exactly came back in 2005 and then I got out that summer which I was surprised because you know during that time they had stop loss stop move at least for PCSs yes and they had just I guess released that because I was able to get out and thank goodness because there's no worse feeling than oh yeah yeah held against your will Yeah. But back circling back to what you said and, you know, people were so surprised that you stayed in so long because you have Mm -hmm. this thing about freedom. I'm the very same way. And people are like, Oh my God, you went to the Marines. Mm -hmm. I can't think of anything less free or the military, you know, air force. I can't think of anything less. That gave me structure that changed my life. Yes. And I feel like that's what the number one thing that people say for entrepreneurs that structure actually creates the freedom because you're honed in, you're focused, you nail down those things, and then the rest of your schedule is open. There is very much a truth to this. It's hard to articulate, especially when comparing to the military, but 100%. Yeah, and the discipline that it gave me, the confidence Mm -hmm. that it gave me. Yes. You have confidence, you have freedom. Oh, that's what I think that saying is. Discipline creates freedom. It's something to that effect. I feel like Jocko okay. Willink says it or somebody. So but of course Jocko would say that. Of course. He, he <laughs> says all the right things. Yes. Of course he does. <laughs> it is so true though. There is proof. It is. And I mean, that set me up for the rest of my life. And, you know, we talked about this before we started in that's why I started the whole podcast nice. is to show nurses, 
look, I understand that you feel stuck. It's mm-hmm. easy to feel that way. And you can get stuck sort of in it that is. mindset, but you actually have options. Yes. And that options leads to freedom, Stacey. Mm-hmm. It sure does. Yeah. You won't feel trapped if you feel like you have options that are actually tangible, that you can get more information about. And you've got to do your part. You, yes. know, you can't just sit yes. there and say, it's going to just drop in my lap. A hundred percent. Here's some ideas. How about this idea? How about this idea? Yeah. So anyway, enough about me. Back to you. You went, you were in Florida. You went to nursing school. Mm-hmm. I have, how is nursing in the Air Force even organized? Very differently. Yeah. <laughs> um. What do I say about this? I, I still need to work on um, answering some questions like a politician. Gosh, now that I'm on this side of things, it's a skill that I really appreciate how they answer things, but they actually don't answer anything. Right. That's maddening to everyone. Yes. Yes. So the Air Force nursing is extremely fulfilling because we're taking care of our brothers and sisters, essentially, right. is what yeah. we call each other. It's the politics just mm-hmm. you know it's it's so incomparable to the hospital but just as maddening in a very different way yeah so there's still that entire system of you know leadership and management it's so funny to me sometimes how much they correlate but they right. don't but anyways um well yes. and it, i mean it's still it can be very corporate yes yes you know and they yeah. probably have a lot of similarities in that way. Maybe I'll ask instead of, because that's a big question. Maybe I'll ask this way. What options when you're like, okay, I'm in the air force, I'm going to be a nurse. What options did you have for like a first job? So that is one of the cool things The air force. And I feel like actually the military in general, the Navy most specifically has Mm -hmm. a very impressive medical program and specifically nursing program. That's very very impressive. Um, for the Air Force, though, they take us places and they'll train you. So you might get assigned to trauma right out of the gate, but they're going to at least train you. It's not like on the civilian side where they're just going to like throw you to the wolves and you have to fend for yourself. Mm-hmm. The Air Force is going to send you to a whole bunch of, I dare I say, I don't want to say it's cushy, but it's just like things that we would never see on the civilian side. They frequently send people to like Maryland, for instance, into that Baltimore hospital. I can't remember the name of it, but they do trauma training. Um, Is it Johns Hopkins? It might be. There's another big one. Yes. MedStar? No, it's definitely not that one. Okay. Um, But at any rate, they just, I will say they do an extensive amount of training. Mm. Now, and their nurses are very well prepared. The issue becomes though, and this is, I feel like the biggest challenge with nursing in the military is that your population that you're most commonly serving are active duty members. Hmm. So they're young, fit, healthy, right? Right. There's only so much you can do talking through scenarios and codes and mock situations to keep your skills up. in those other components or a sick or a complicated patient that has like multiple issues. Um, So that is what I would say the biggest downfall is. Mm. Um, I became a flight nurse specifically in the Air Force thinking it was going to give me a level of skill that I had not had on the civilian side. And it couldn't have been further from the truth Mm. because our patients are typically so stable. Now, this is not to say that flight nurses in the Air Force don't fly sick patients. 
they did. I just flew in non-warriors. Um, so I was a flight nurse from 2014 to 2018. Okay. And, you know, so you don't have those IED blasts. Not that we ever want that, but yeah. you're not having those very complex traumas and evacuations and things that people might experience in other times. So it was still very fulfilling. The patients that I did get to fly home, there's, I would say no better job truly when you get to do that. It's just those moments are too few and far between for me to dedicate my life to that. Yeah. I, I worked, I was in the ER up at a hospital in Orange County Mm -hmm. and one of the trauma surgeons, I think he was a reservist Mm -hmm. and he would deploy from yeah. time to time. And I yep. think that probably, like, I don't, was he a reservist? I don't, I, he couldn't have been active duty, but he worked at the hospital probably to keep his skills up. Yes. And that's exactly, you see that so much. Okay. And so then I would come on orders and everybody would be amazed by my skill. Cause like, you know, we coded a kid and cannulated him in the ER the night before. And they're like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And I'm like, we're supposed to be critical nurses flying people home. Don't act so impressed. You know, bad example, but you get the sentiment of what I'm saying. Like it was, yeah, I I thought that I was going to be flying, picking up some really intense situations, doing cool stuff. And it was just way more um, calm, cool, and collect than I wanted it to be. So I had another friend, her uncle was a Navy doc Mm -hmm. and he, it was exactly what you said. It yep. wasn't exactly challenging mm-hmm. because you have all of these young, mostly men, but strapping men and women who are yes. young, they're yes. healthy. They don't mm-hmm. have hypertension and kidney disease and yep. on dialysis and diabetes, because if they did, exactly. they would have been screened out. Yes. They, they wouldn't have been allowed in. Yes. And so um, he would go on ships and twiddle his thumbs mm-hmm. because everyone's healthy. Yes. Yes. It's a totally different world, but. And I will say a question I get a lot. They're like, oh, you're a nurse. You must've been a nurse in the military. No. Mm -hmm. Marines fall under the department of the Navy. Marines do not have nurses. Yes. They don't have any medical. They do not have, I don't think they, no, they don't have spiritual. So any sort of uh, those elements of um yeah we the, will go to a navy hospital or the, there would be clinic on base but it would mm-hmm. be navy yep it's not just like i was telling you did i say this already i forget my dad was a corpsman in vietnam mm-hmm. he was navy yeah signed to a marine unit yep so that yeah i was like your audience probably won't know but they call him green and blue corpsman based on who they're assigned to but the navy still owns all of them so you know this is so funny my dad tells this story he joined the navy and he got seasick all the time. Oh my God. <laughs> you can't make that up. It's kind of like, do you remember that movie, A Few Good Men? And he's like, I don't like ships. Yeah. She's like, you're in the Navy. What yes. are you saying? Yeah. And so he got off the ship and he's like, what else can I do yes. besides be on a ship? And they're like, well, you can be a corpsman. Yes. He yeah. He's like sold. Yeah. Um, it's actually got to love those Vietnam veterans, man. They just, I feel like they influenced our generation so much. Um, yes. But that's actually why I chose to become a flight nurse too. Oh. I didn't even know. I had already been in the Air Force active duty for eight years at that point. Didn't even know we had flight nurses. Literally. I was in nursing school and the director of my program at South Alabama, sure enough, it's like Judy Azok. I don't know if I'm supposed to say her name, but she's an angel of, of all sorts. But she told me like she had deployed randomly during Vietnam to be a flight nurse. 
and showed me like all of the pictures. It was the coolest thing. And wow. that was when I was like, I want, I want flight nursing. So I had to fight for it in the military. You know, they really make you work for those things. Had to go to see her. Oh, got you to, did. Mm-hmm, got to be the only woman in a male class of 33 men. Tell everyone what Sear class is. Sear is when you go play <laughs> war games, essentially, in yeah. a very large wooded area in Washington, and you fight for your life to survive and play war games. Yeah, because they basically aggressive. just release aggressive you. war games. <laughs> it's aggressive. It's aggressive. <laughs> and I think they dump you out in the middle of nowhere and that we're coming for you. Yes. Figure out a way for us not to get you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say my favorite part, though, is actually being with males. I thought for sure that I was going to be the weakest link. You know, there's just all those pressure moments of being a woman and like, am I going to be the one to hold this up? Am I going to be the one to fail? Just like all these different things. And then being medical on top of it, I already had four plus years of critical care, two or three at least. And so my responsibility in there is also to medically care for all these men, in addition to myself, in addition to surviving what's happening as the only female. And I looked at the instructors and I was just like, are we serious right now? Like, I'm like hanging out by a thread, but you want me to save somebody's life while I'm at it. Cool. I love this for me. Um, I obviously survived. So um it is, it, I, my point though was it's beautiful to see the way people have different strengths that yeah. come out. And when you're in an environment like that, you can really lean on other people. So it, it ended up being a very beautiful display to me of that I can be weaker in some moments and they'll carry the slack. And then in other moments, they need that and I help them. Yeah. Um, so just that symbiotic relationship. So. Well, I think that's why veterans come back from the war mm-hmm. and the bonded yes. in ways that other people just will not ever understand. No. And they can tell you war stories all day and you still won't get it mm-hmm. if you haven't been over there yes. yourself. That's why they tend to stick together. Yes. Because there's just, I don't know if it's unspoken or like you and I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Yes. And I, it's just shared experience. I, there was I the trauma point. bonding. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> say trauma bonding, but it's the same, of course, in Marine speak. Yes. This massive tattoo on his back and it said pain breeds loyalty. Oh gosh. Yeah. And that is, that's um, code for trauma bonding. Yes. And that's somebody else made, um, it was a meme about the military and like how everybody's so close and they're like, yeah, trauma bonding. But it's also to me the it it can apply so much to healthcare too because yes. honestly healthcare is the closest experience I've had to that because yeah. of the camaraderie and the things that we bond over in healthcare are so similar to things that you would never see outside of the military like loss of life and just like the most challenging moments of life seeing people in their darkest moment so that's um. Unfortunately, I think one of the reasons why I was so attracted to healthcare. Well, um, it's teamwork on an amped up level. It's yes. connection. Yes. It's um, shared experience for a shared mission and mm-hmm. goal to where you feel like you're doing good. Yes. You know, and that's hard to replicate in an office setting. Yes. Yes. So I get that. Yeah. I was going to say too, and with that being said, 
that has been my biggest deterrent towards business and towards entrepreneurship and towards anything outside of nursing is because I was so put off by that office setting, the stuffiness of what I thought business was. And this is something that I appreciate the most about your podcast, because when I first had the idea to get out of nursing, it was already in 2015 or even 14. I had been a nurse less than two years. Mm. And when I thought about going into business, and both of my siblings are in business, both of them have their MBAs in vastly different um, industries, though. Yeah. I would sit there and think about it, and I would be like, I, being the black sheep, am not made for an office. I'm not made for politics. I am not made for stuffy environments. I need to be able to speak my mind and be active and be challenged and be all of these things that I did well at bedside and in the military, right? Yeah. Didn't relate to business at all. And what I appreciate the most is that you are giving all these different options to people to try on. Maybe I can be like the legal nurse. Maybe I could be an investor. Maybe I can be. And I think those little seeds will change somebody's life way more profoundly than me taking me 10 plus years to find my way to this because I had an identity that I told myself, I can't do business. I can't do entrepreneurship. It's too stuffy for me. Yeah. So thank you for saying that. That's very nice of you. Yes. I did not pay her to <laughs> that everyone that was not in the notes it was not required. <laughs> it's not required it is my honest opinion because I do I I it's hard for me to not regret looking back at what I've done in the yeah. short amount of time I am proud of myself and if I didn't if I wasn't so stuck in that story of telling yeah. myself that I wasn't made for business because it was too stuffy or too whatever what would my life look like had I started essentially almost 13 years prior? Well, that's why I love doing this because the whole tagline, it's black sheep nurse, but I made sure in the beginning to put basic nurses doing really cool things. Yes. Because we all start, we all went to nursing school. Literally. We all graduated and knew nothing. Yes. And look at these. Yes. Millions of options. Yes. That we can do. And like you said, just plant a little seed. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to give you the answer because I don't know all the answers. It's hard to do in a 30 minute episode, the answer to every single thing. That's a little seed. Yes. Well, and it's going to be different for everybody too. So I think that's perfect anyways, but I just hope that people can realize that before it becomes too late. Like I've worked in probably eight, I haven't actually counted specialties in nursing because I was, I didn't know it at the time. But I felt stuck and stifled and all of these things. And I was trying to find where I belonged and where I could work in medicine that didn't feel abusive. Right. And so I just hope that somebody listens as that brand new baby nurse instead of waiting like me after eight different departments and specialties and certs and (laughs) all this training. Just to be like you have behind your name. Yeah, a lot. Um, three, I think is, I was like two certs and then flight nurse, but too many, too Too many. many. So what kind of nursing are you doing now? So I work in research. Um, and this was all totally random. I started in the ER, um, finished in the ER bedside COVID. I was already burnt out, like massive, massively burnt out. COVID just like really put a fork in me. So I, no joke was so desperate. I went to my favorite hospital in the city and applied to, and this 
probably sounds bad. I hope my manager doesn't hear this, but I applied to like literally any job and it was probably 10 or more that wasn't in a department that I had already worked in or was something I would be willing to try. There was this listing that said something to the effect of like resource project nurse or something. So I knew it wasn't like a resource float nurse because it was something with that project in there. Long story short, I applied, had no clue what it was, interviewed, and they told me enough about it that I was like, this sounds awesome. Let me give it a shot. And then boom, here I am almost two years into into working research, but I am still excited to leave (laughs) altogether. Let me, let me make that clear. Oh my goodness. So you were saying before you retire in 2025? Yes. From the Air Force. From the Air Force. Mm -hmm. And you think you'll continue nursing? Yes. Not in the capacity that I'm currently in. Okay. We'll see. One of the biggest things that I'm apprehensive about is real estate and investing has become my passion, um, my life raft. It's become a lot of things. I am truly endlessly grateful because of the opportunity and the things that it's provided for me. And I am very protective of it not being my only source of income because that is the same way that I place the pressure on nursing and I kept doing it because I thought I needed the money and I thought I could get more money that way. Um, So I just don't want to do that to investing. I want it to be my source of freedom and only that. So yeah, we'll see. But I definitely want to step away from bedside or hospital settings completely because I am so passionate about speaking out advocating for changes in healthcare. It has been extremely stressful, the amount of like retribution or retaliation, I guess is the word that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. Just sounds a little aggressive. But the amount of backlash that I get trying to advocate for what we deserve is is really stressful. And so I'm I'm very excited to finish replacing my income um, so that I don't have to have something held over my head anymore. Well, that's the perfect segue in to what I want to talk about next, because that's how I found you. Yes. Your Instagram is investforfreedom underscore RN. Is that correct? Yep. And that's how I found you, because I love investing. I love different buckets of income. I love Mm -hmm. this idea of not being locked into one thing, whatever it is. It's kind of like what you just said, not being locked into real estate, not locked into nursing. Yes. What other bucket can I pull from? So tell us a little bit about what you talk about on your Instagram. Yeah. So it's largely just free education of all of the lessons that I've learned so far in real estate and also just different strategies, ways to get started, different things to consider. Um, There's like nursing with real estate investing, there's so many different avenues of success and so many different ways that it can look and feel. Um, So I just like talking about all those differences to show people that like, for instance, if you only know about your neighbors that Airbnb failed and they lost a kajillion dollars. Yeah. That's one way and one thing. So I just like showing people that there's so many different ways and so many different um, beautiful strategies and things that you can do. So my Instagram is all free education on all of that, but then also I'm just building that community. I do hope to make a really big impact on nursing before I leave. And that's kind of one of the other big reasons that I started in addition to changing nurses' lives. I just want to be able to impact healthcare and then a little mic drop is is the way that I'm dreaming of it currently. It could change, but stay tuned. Yes. T- <laughs> TBD. <laughs> okay. TBD. We'll remind everyone where we can find you on Instagram. 
It is investforfreedom underscore RN. Stacy, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. It was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you. Okay. I'll see you on social media. Yes. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Black Sheep Nurse podcast. If you want more, head on over to blacksheepnurse.com for show notes and resources from today's episode. You can also join our email list and the website and have the link to weekly notes delivered directly to your inbox. And if you're looking for more everyday fun and community, join us on Instagram at Black Sheep Nurse.